Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. Shalom. Episode 109. Wow, 109. Welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston. It's good to be in the house another Saturday. We love you, Yahweh. We lift your name on high. You are faithful. You are worthy to be served, Lord. We praise you. We give it all to you. We live before you. I know I had a, a death this week in my family and um, just pray for my family. My Aunt Jamie passed away. And so that's a homecoming. She was in her 80s. And so when people reach their 80s, that's that's not a death. That's a homecoming. So um, I'm sure my mother and her sisters and brothers are welcoming her into the gates. And so let's start off with a song for our spirit. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the land. Um, Occult Daniel uh, chose this song, and, and I'm so glad and I was blessed with it this morning. So let's just give a moment. We do not own the rights to the music. Don't be discouraged. Everybody here? They're trying to fight the battle yourself, but stand still. Thank you. Hallelujah. God is going to show up. God is going to show up. He's going to show up. He's standing right by. He's standing by. We want to say that one more time for somebody who may be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. Because joy is on the way. We can be in Hallelujah. Today's a good day. Knowing that God is going to show up. We still got an opportunity. He is standing right back. For those of you who may not know it, there's healing. There's healing. There's healing for your sorrow. There's Hallelujah. 
still heal the soul. It wants medication, it wants sex, it wants food, it wants people to stay here forever. Give it to him, it's too big. It's healing. I'm healed. Declare it. Touch the screen, you healed. Hallelujah. He's a lawyer. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. Thank you. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what it looks like. healing for your soul and as i was uh looking at the parashah so the parashah this week was deuteronomy 7 through 11 up to the 21st verse 25th verse the new parashah and you want to write this down you want to read these every week is deuteronomy 11 so chapter 11 verse 26 up to chapter 16 verse 17 
And so when I was reading the, the parashah, the fight came to my spirit. There's always been a fight. There were there was wars over the land. There were, there was a fight within uh, the camp as far as being obedient. They were building a calf, and Noah was up there for forty days. And I was thinking, man, we we've been fighting for a long time. And if you think about today's fight, you think about how before you even was in your mother's womb, there there was a fight within that woman because of the husbands that they were taking captive and they were breaking up the family. So, and then she got raped. Some of them got raped. And so that was a fight in itself. And then the nourishment, the food wasn't there properly to nourish her. And then she had to fight because she didn't have the doctors. They had the, 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 the women's come over, the midwives come over. It's always been a fight, even pushing you out pushing your son out, pushing your kids out with a fight. Then you get here and then what? You don't have the tools you need. You don't have the, the medical facilities that you need. You don't have the environment that you need. Oh my God. It's always been a fight. And that, and that's what came. And then, and then the parashah, you got Moses. He was over there and he was saying to God, but you, you, you promised and the Lord wanted to destroy. He was like, they down there building his calves. I might as well just destroy y'all because y'all stick enough people. And it's not because uh, of what y'all have done. It's because my love I have for you. Y'all, you are special people. You are put aside. You, you're over the nations and, and, and look at you. And then Moses came down and he had the Ten, ten Commandments and he threw them down on the ground and broke them. And he had to dissolve that, that calf. It's always been a fight. Easter keeping it real. You're going to have to continue to fight. You're going to have to continue to fight for your sanity. You're going to have to continue to fight for your family. You're going to have to continue to fight for your rights. You're going to have to con continue to fight for everything that you have. It's a fight. You you fighting your own flesh a lot of times because we're in this Egypt and they've conformed us and they, they've given us this, this spirit of a bound down to the master and this political system that they have and we have that Stockholm syndrome it's always a fight and so you can't grow weary you have to get up the next day and then I was thinking you know um after the death came because I already felt it in my spirit I had to fight to get out of bed because your flesh just want to lay there and, and feel sorry and, and cry no you have to get up you have to tell that flesh Today is a new day. I have an opportunity to make a difference. I have an opportunity to witness to somebody. I have an opportunity to say Yahweh is real. It's a fight. And you can't take that back. You got to keep moving forward. When you're in warfare, you can't look back. You got to keep going forward. Because when you fight moving forward, you should have already disposed of the enemy. You should have already... That nothing behind you should be coming, right? You're moving forward. You want to have a business, it's a fight. You got to push that business out. You have to go to school. You have to find out a business plan. You have to give birth to that. You want a car, you have to get your credit score right. It's always a fight. But God, he said, I'll give you that fresh fuel. He said, I'll be the enemies of your enemies. He said, vengeance is mine. He said, I'll make them your footstool. 
He's our alpha. He's our omega. Yahweh is real. Quit feeling sorry for yourself and get up and fight. That's the only way you're going to make it. Rise and grind. Keep going. Fight for what you believe in. I don't care who tell me y'all shoe and Yahweh ain't real. I know he is. He's changed my life. He showed up and he showed out. I could have been on drugs. I could have been prostituted. I could have been many a things because I didn't have a, a, a father. I didn't have my father and I didn't have my son's father to help me. I could have made excuses, but I had to fight. I had to put my clothes on every morning and get out here when I didn't feel like it. I had to get out of that bed and I continue to do it. To advance. Generational wealth. If it's not just putting your clothes on and, and, and walking, you fight and get up and move around. Educate yourself. Health is wealth. Fight for your health. The doctors gave you a report, but who report are you going to believe? Fight for your health. Fight for your family. They didn't piss you off. So what? Your valleys, your up and down. That's your DNA. Fight for peace in your camp and your family. Fight to follow the Ten Commandments. I know it ain't easy all the time. And then when you go outside of that, come back. He's a forgiving God. He's a merciful God. He's not like the people. They will put you in the hell every time. But God, the table's always set for you. We walk away and he never leaves us. We leave him. I saw on, on, on the news yesterday, they talking about um, they don't want to put in God we trust placards on the school. And then they walk, then they say, why is the, they shooting in the schools? Why is there disease in the schools? Because we've taken him out of it. He didn't leave us. We leaving him. Those people now are, fight, are fighting just to put a placard when you enter the school and God we trust. But at the Capitol, they having God we trust. Who are you entrusting? Because man, they lie every time. They're liars. But God. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the only way. That placard don't mean nothing. And then Capitol Hill don't mean nothing if, you, if you're not following it. If you're sitting there slaughtering our people every week. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. God is a God of action. God is a God of faith. Our hope. Our obedience. Following the Ten Commandments. Don't tell me you trust God and you sit there and you murder my people. It doesn't work like that. And then in our, in our parashah, he said, kill them and don't mate with them and don't leave nothing behind. And he said the men, he didn't say the women because the men will get distracted because they're the head. He's going to attack the head. You kill the head, everything else going to die behind it. The root. We're praying for our men. I'm fighting today. We had a whole different agenda. But it's in me. He embedded it in me. Because I'm a Hebrew Israelite. I'm an original Jew, and I know who I am. 
And when you corner me, I come out fighting. I'm not the one. You want me on your team. And that ain't even physical warfare, even though I can do physical stuff too. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. Thank you. Hallelujah. Knowing his word. I was looking up scriptures. They all in me. They're in you. And when you need them, they'll come out. The Lord will help you fight. Help me, Holy Spirit. You can't have my peace. You can't have my children. You can't have my blessings. You can't have my joy. You can't have my smile. You can't have my generation. You can't have my people. Devil, sit down. Warfare. Thank you. The mics are open. We thank you all for joining us. We thank all the ministers, the rabbis, fivefold, the teachers, the preachers that sit on the panel. We don't take you for granted. We love you. We thank you for having the courage to come on and deliver the word of God. We thank Yahweh for opening up the airs for us that somebody will fight and they won't lay there today. And you just say, God, help me get out of this bed and fight. Because that's what I do. And he does it. And when I get up, there's blessings. There's blessings. Either I'm giving them or I'm receiving them. Every day you get up, you even you either are a blessing or you receiving one. Keep fighting. Anybody have anything else they want to add? Yeah, I would say that's just uh, it's a powerful word for today. Um, just thinking about all the ways in which, you know, you said that even going back to thinking about this fight that's happened generationally, going back to um, some of the things our ancestors have been through. And, you know, there's a branch of genetics called epigenetics, which states that the experiences that our ancestors have been through have been coded into our DNA as a survival tactic. And so a lot of folks say, oh, you know, what bearing does that have on today? Some of the stuff that your ancestors have been through was well, literally encoded in us so that we will be better able, better equipped to handle what comes out. It has been encoded in us to go through some of those things. So some of the fights that we have, what I'm trying to say here, some of the fights that we have are generational fights. And the Bible calls it generational curses that we're fighting off, right? Um, but some of those fights are deeper than flesh and blood. And even thinking about the idea of, um, you know, Paul says our flesh and our spirit are at war with one another. So even if you don't think you're fighting for whatever reason, your, your spirit and your flesh are at war with one another, which makes sense, right? There's two different intelligences there. You have the, the, the intelligence of the spirit and you have the intelligence of the flesh. As you always say, Ma, you want this you want sex you want food you want all this stuff that's just that's the intelligence of the flesh but the intelligence of the spirit is higher than that and it's always at war with one another and so we're always in a fight and so you know that's just a word for me today to just and you know when thinking about that fight if you're passive or if you just say if you, if you're not intentionally fighting then you're losing right you have to have your intention set to understand that you're fighting and you know uh, be taking steps to uh, defend yourself or win that fight. If you are being passive, 
And that's what we say all the time about us as Hebrew Israelites. If if we're just like, oh, okay, it is what it, it is, what it is, uh, you know, whatever. If we're not actively following these commandments and these statutes, then we're losing. If we're not actively participating and being very intentional, then, you know, uh, we're not going to have a chance in that battle. I think MLK said, it. he said, uh, all it takes for evil to exist in the world is for good men to stand by idly, right? For them to just stand by and then didn't do nothing. And so uh, the same thing in, in, in the war in our body, if we stand by and do nothing, it's going to be a war which we'll lose every time. And if we individually allow evil to take over or allow these things to win, then it becomes a communal thing as well. And so it's just so important that we're ready for the fight um, and to just stand and hold our ground. Amen. Amen. Thank thank you for that word. It, it, it is. It's an everyday fight. And a lot of times it's your, it's your flesh against you. Are you going to get up? Are you going to fight for your marriage? Are you going to fight for peace for your family? Are you going to fight to, to stop this, this uh, curses and get, gain some generational wealth? Are you going to fight for your health? It's, it's all a fight. And, 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 and to that fight, you have to educate yourself. You have to gain education. It's, it's because they've lied to us. They've lied to us. We tell you every day. United States have lied to us on every aspect that they can. So we have to retrain ourselves and we have to get ready. Anyone else? Yeah, I, I just say something quickly um, in regards to the fighting. I think this is a principle that is laid down. Everything is going to go back to the Torah, right? Everything is going to go back to the teaching because in the garden, there are two trees, right? good and evil, and the tree of life. And they are, they are ad adversaries against each other. So you're going to follow one tree or the other. But you're going to be influenced by both trees. That's a war. Because you, you're being pulled. You know, two different ways. You're being pulled. And you have to choose. Right? And so, and, and in a, again, there are going to be, there, in any fight, there's an adversary. There are, there are two Entities, two beings, two something fighting against each other for control. Oh. Not just to fight, just to be fighting. It's for control. In growing up in schools, you go, you have these bullies and they come against people. But oftentimes you have to put the bully in his place. Uh -huh. You know, sometimes you can do it by talking about it. But if you can't talk about it, then it goes to the next level. And you have to be able to stand up to the bully because once the bully finds out you'll stand up to him, he backs off. Doesn't mean he's not going to come again. Uh -huh. he'll back off and you will gain respect, okay, as in the natural realm and in the spiritual realm. Okay. Amen. There was those giants. We defeated the giant. In the parashah, it was about seven groups that people were saying, oh, those, those Hebrews won't defeat them. But God, he said, do not fear. I, I will even send hornets for the ones that are hiding. I'm going to send the hornets to sting them and kill them. I can do all things that Christ that strengthens me. Through y'all, we can do all things. Those, those big giants you see from uh, job applications to want your house and buy a house, he got it. You just got to keep going. You got to keep going forward. You got to keep fighting. If the answer is no, they'd have to give you an answer why, and then you got to tackle that. And then when you go back, if they keep saying no, and you've tackled that, then what you have to do, the law is for the lawless. Take them to court. Use the law on them. 
because you're fighting for that. I know because I did it at 24 years of age. I had my first house. They told me no. I worked on it. When I went back, they told me no. I told them why they didn't have a good answer. And I think I said, I think I need to go get an attorney. Then they said, oh, we made a mistake. Here you go. I'm a fighter. I, I, I'm a, I was just, it was, it's in me. It's in me. And it's in us. You think that on that world war, which the, the one they didn't count on the Atlantic slave trade, we just was like, yeah, take me on the boat, master. That's a lie from the pit of hell. We fought then. They tried to mark it out. That was a war then. We didn't just give ourselves up and go. And then some of us wouldn't even, when they did capture us, we jumped over and we, some of them said, we'd rather drown than go over to the United States and pick some damn, I mean, pick some cotton. <laughs> you said it right. <laughs> See, that's that war. That's that soldier in me. Sometimes it just comes out. I probably would have been one of them. But um, that being said, I'm not going to say anymore because I'm in fighting mode right now. See, when I get in my fighting mode, it's hot in here. Anywho, Lord, we, we we love you. But 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 you know, you know, Sister Easter, uh I'm glad you brought up like the idea of that was the war, because uh Rabbi says it all the time, you know, we're POWs still here to this day. And a lot of us don't understand that. A lot of us just passively take on the desires and the appetites of this land, not understanding that it's not our way. And you know, I think about it in a school context, shout out to the teachers. I think about it in the school context. If you're just allowing your, your child to go to school and just be taught anything by these teachers, and I'm talking about public schools as well, they're just being taught anything by these teachers, then you're losing the fight. You know, you have to be the main teacher at home and give them and arm them with um, with what they need in their mind and in their heart and in their spirit to battle some of these theologies and battle some of these philosophies that are coming and trying to overtake them. Because again, we're prisoners of war and we're allowing uh, that captor to teach our children. And I'm seeing it in different schools and private schools and public schools that, you know, they have these different, uh, these different systems and these different philosophies that are completely inequitable and are messing our kids up and having them think less of themselves or having them not being able to see themselves uh, in their education. And people don't know better to fight back. People don't know better to be like, something's wrong here. Um, and so, you know, it, it has to be so active. You have to be so intentional and you have to be armed. And you think about the next generation, you have to arm them for this fight. And so, you know, it's just a matter of intentionality. You got to be intentionality. You got to be intentional or, you know, you just, you lose without even understanding it's a battle. That's right. You should be asking your child every day when they come home, what did you learn? What did the teacher teach you? What happened? You should be having these conversations and you should be teaching your child even more. And you should be distilling in your child. You are smart. You are beautiful. Uh, you should, whatever attributes that they have, whether they're gifted in music, whatever, you should bring, be bringing that out in them. You should be nurturing those, those gifts that your child has. If you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to. You're not in position. Amen. And yeah. you can start today. Because if you, like I told you, if you're waiting for the United States, if you're waiting for this system, those if you're waiting for those teachers to teach your kids, huh, you better watch YouTube and see what's going on in those classrooms. They're beating them. They're telling them they're, they're not nothing. They're calling them the N-word. Hmm. Yeah. You better so, recognize what's going on. 
Yeah. And even when it's not that explicit, even when it's more uh, subtle, you know, it has the same effect. You know what I mean? Over time, even the more subtle stuff will beat you down and and uh, erode your self-worth and who you are. And so. Yeah, that and that's that's very powerful because no matter where you come from, you know, and you come from a strong family background, that it's a fight because it, it affects you, you know the best of us it affects the best of us but uh again and and our education takes care uh, takes place basically at home so we have to tell our children you know we want you to get a good education not to get a job see that's the problem that's one of the uh, not the problem but that's one of the issues we have to deal with is the conversation is you're going we want you to go to school get a good education so that you can create something of your own and not work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Get your business, profession, you know, but don't go to corporate America because when you go there, they're going to beat you down. It makes it tough on you. It's hard on you. And, and we have to start to really, really instill. And, and, and you know, and there are a small number of families in our community that do that and have done that. And you can see the results in their children. See, they're different. They say people. Other people say you're different. You're not like the rest, and that's because you had good teaching at home, exactly. along with your uh, education. You know your corporate education. I, I, I can re I can remember sitting in class and them talking just about slavery, like we were cattle and nothing, and just feeling very embarrassed around my white peers. And I, I could just remember that that feeling and. It was that feeling like you should be glad you in this class. You should be glad you in this school. Yeah. You should be glad you have a job. Nigga, you should be glad you alive. The devil is a liar. We are royalty. We are kingship. And they've been knowing it the whole time. And that's why they put that white Jesus on the cross for us to bow down to. It's all a lie. I'm here to tell you it's all a lie. Hitler was even trying to tell on them. God stolen jewels. Yahweh stolen jewels. That's what we are. Jewels. The chosen one. And we're held to a higher standard. And that's why they can never kill us off. And that's why we have this soul and this spirit where we can, we can cook and dance and our complexion is bronze. And now they want to look like us because they already know. Yeah, exactly. Now they emulate us. They want the lips. They want the hips. They want the breasts. They used to call us fat, fat m mama and something they call us. But now they want it all. Exactly. Exactly. You are beautiful. Also, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Great. Um, I received a message earlier today, I believe it was, where... Um, the court system uh, is try, has uh, written laws. It's come from the Senate, this gentleman said, where they have removed nine to 15, I believe it is, it's somewhere in between there where they have removed uh, incidences and written history about African-Americans. They also have removed um, definitely nine instances. Uh, and these are laws that are on the books they have written them out of the uh, 
constitution or whatever uh, form of government there is, they have erased them. And they have also written out or erased uh, nine incidences of women that have contributed to this country. And so they're teaching this, and this is for the education system. So this is what they're going to do. They're going to erase the books some more and not teach them. That is why it is so pertinent, so vital that we teach our children. If you can, moms, you should have taught them in the womb. I called my children by their name so that when they got here, their attention immediately turned. I hear my name. Mm -hmm. My son, my oldest son. I called him by his name every day I was in the hospital, every day before then, so that he would know. So that when I saw him for the first time and I called him Chris, he turned his head. He was a brand new baby Mm -hmm. in the hospital. Call your children by the name that you have chosen for them. Choose wisely. Choose wisely because their names mean something. And choose names that do mean something, that give them a heritage heritage that they can be proud of. Don't wait and try to figure out. I mean, if you have to figure it out, figure it out, okay. But if you know it, call them by their name so that when they go to school, and this is what's happening with our granddaughter, her name is Iyanla. After the um, uh, television host, Iyanla Van Zandt. She knows her name, but many people cannot pronounce it. That's the same thing that happened with me. They wanted to name me, my mother wanted to name me Kimberly, but so many people couldn't pronounce Kimberly. How simple is that? So she named me Kim. But same thing with our youngest son. His name is Ian, but they can't say that. It's a substitute name for John. It means the same thing. Call them by their name so that they know who they are. We need to teach them at home before we send them out into the world for them to what they call teach or corrupt them. It's so important so that they have the foundation and teach them to res- people, uh, other teach them to tell other people to respect their name because basically that's what they got. If you can't say it right, don't say it at all. Teach them correctly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Generation Alpha, anyone born after 2010, up now, Generation Alpha. Those are the ones, we have to protect them. We have to teach them. We have to show them the way. It's up to us. It's our duty to do it. It's our duty. You have to teach your children. That's what it all lies in. I'm 50 years old, I'm, I'm going, down, sprawling down, aging. It's all about the children. Anything else before we move on to our lesson? Well, we learned about Mayim, uh, Minister Griff's water. Mayim was our word. Um, We'll get some more words next week. Um, We thank you, Rabbi Afshalom, who diligently comes on and teach us. Make sure you're doing your parashah, which is our Torah. And, and that's what they we that's what we hear to protect the Torah, the five books, our beginning, our people. And so um our last week it was uh seven through eleven, uh Deuteronomy seven through eleven up to twenty-five. You can go ahead and thank you for Rob Child along, then you Okay. Well, Shabbat Shalom. I um 
I don't I don't know what I can teach today. I don't know. Maybe I just read the Torah today because we've already covered what I was going to cover. In the... Oh, did, <laughs> so did I have when I talked part, about fighting? Did I cover that's something? That's good. The whole thing, the, the whole, you know, the whole, you know, talking about God and all this stuff, God and God we trust, being on the buildings, all that stuff. You know, that's, uh, but that's what the parent show is about, right? When you, when you really think about it, you know, uh, Moses at the mountain, again, he's, it's 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 a continuation from last week, you know, going over what, uh, you know, the travels of the Israelite children, and and so um, you know um, we have to look at these parents y'all and and try to pull out and glean from those things that we can apply, as we said continually, in our lives and to give us a guide way to where we need to be. Mm -hmm. So again, and we talked about, you know, and I, I think uh, a code Daniel said something about the breaking of the, the tablets. And uh, no, you said it, a code uh, Easter, you said the breaking of the tablets and then they had to do new tablets. You know, that's kind of like what Yeshua did, right? Cause the, the our forefathers broke the covenant. He came back and they call it the New Testament, renewed covenant. It's the same the same, it's the same principle. We broke it. He came and, and gave us a new, you know, renewed. It's the same commandments, though. He didn't change the commandments. They're the same commandments. You see, and Moses gave them the same commandments again. The father did the first one, Moses did the second one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at these. These are principles. Really, these are principles. And there's something uh I'm gonna kind of go away a little bit uh, uh, in talking about this parashah, but but it ends up talking about the, at the end, the very end, it talks about the second portion of the Shema, right? And I'm doing this real fast because I want to get into something else, right? It gets into the Shema. The Shema is something we say in the morning and in the evening, right? And and um, it, it talks about a, the precept of prayer and 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 the resurrection of the dead and the messianic age, all that's incorporated in this parashah. If you really read, when you read it, it's talking about resurrection of the dead. It talks about those things. So, um, you know, it, it talks about the future, right? The land of milk and honey. Not talking mm -hmm. about, we have this discussion about heaven, but it's talking about milk and honey and the earth being created for mankind, you know? So there's a, some very, uh, important concepts that we have to remember. And this book of Deuteronomy, this book of words is going to go over and over and over what was taught from the beginning, telling us about ourselves and our failures and our successes and how when after we have failed, how to get back on our feet. This, this book that we're in now, if you don't get this one, you're just lost. You got to get this book. You've got to understand this book. It in this book, in the awakening that we're in now, the the one of the first things we go back to is Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight. This to remind us. This tells us who we are. It tells us how to recognize mm -hmm. the children of Israel, the children of Jacob. It tells you how to recognize us, and it tells you why we are where we are. So. As we're moving forward in this book of Deuteronomy, Devarim, 
meditate on it. Just like the command was to, to Joshua. This book of the law, you shall meditate on it day and night. In it, you should make your way prosperous and you should have good success. Take that to heart and, and study. Let's study this book together. Okay. I'm not going to teach you anything, really. This book, this book is going to teach you everything you need to know. Everything you need to know. Mm -hmm. So, so, so with after now, let's switch gears a little bit. All right. I'm going to go back to the earlier discussion. And one of the things I took a note on this, a uh, cold Easter. Mm -hmm. uh, this is all parashah now. I mean, if you if you know the parashah, this parashah, and if you know, you know, this book of Deuteronomy, you know that this, this, what, what we talked about uh, earlier, it all ties together. Mm -hmm. it all ties together. Even when it's talking about not, uh, uh, about tearing down the altars and, and all these things, we talked about that earlier. We may not have said it per se, but but you know it talks about how not to make leagues and and all to be a separate people. Tells us how to be a separate people. We have lost that. We have allowed the world system to talk us out of it. Mm -hmm. Basically, because the world system has raised us from nothing to where we are now. They tore us down from where we were, made us nothing, and brought us up the way in the image, I should say, in their image. Put it that way. Brought us up in their image. So we are a damaged people. We are people that were caught up in war. And, and again, as um, uh, Moray uh, uh, Griff said earlier, we are prisoners of war. We are still in the prison camps. We never went home after the war was over. And, the, and so in essence, we're still in the war. We are still fighting mm -hmm. for freedom. But many of us, because of, what is that word that they call it, where you can't get out of it? Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome. We are stuck. Mm -hmm. And we fight for our enemies against our own principles and teachings. Mm -hmm. Remember that. So, Keep that in mind. Now I'm going to read something here. And, and I'm, I'm not going to give you every word, but I'm just going to read some of it. It's important. This is important that you get this. Okay. It says, the book of respirations, the lamentations of, I'm not giving you the name, the festival songs of, okay, uh, the hymns and the prayers of which are addressed to, and it says, he is called the soul that liveth again, the being who becometh a child again, the firstborn son of unformed matter, the Lord of multitudes of aspects and forms, the Lord of time, the bestower of years, the Lord of life for all eternity. He is the giver of life. From the beginning, life springs up to us from his destruction and the germ which proceeds from him engenders life in both the dead and the living now if i was preaching that in the pulpit do you think the church would jump up and scream and holler no the giver of life you know we do it every week though every sunday it's done you, you know when they take him to the cross they do. This is exactly what they say. 
if you think back on it, the giver of life, the eternal, all things come from him, right? We have to be careful about that because it. I didn't give a name. I could have said Lord, but that's not the name. You see, he says, the first commandment, I am the God that brought you out of Mitzrayim. You shall have no other God before me, meaning that there are other gods that the people worship. Remember at the base of the mount, Moses just reminded them about being at the base of the mount when they made that, that calf. He reminded them of that, right? Because the calf represented another God. Uh -huh. So when people are praying and they don't mention the name, the God, the name of the God, they could be talking about anybody, any God, because he said, you have no other God before me or before me, right? Instead of me. See, so when the world system, when the Roman system, when the people of the religious leaders of this world and in the legislation and all these people are saying, well, they're taking the name of God out of the out of the off the building because they're taking in God we trust off the building and they're taking what God you have to ask what God are they talking about because if you look at the way they do things and what they have done and what they are continually doing they're not talking about the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob uh -huh. they don't have the That's name of the God how are they saying that but they slaying people it, it yeah. doesn't add up it's not the same God that we worship so when people use that political or tidbit, whatever they call it, that, that you know, they take it, they, you have to ask, what God? What's his name? You know, Pharaoh asked Moses, what is your not, what is your God's name? You see, and Moses had to tell him the God, the God of I, the God of I am. And then later on, he, get, he gets the real name, Yehavahi. And he says, my name forever, yeah, I will be what I will be, or I'll be who I will be. But we have to make sure we know what God they're talking about. Uh -huh. Okay. What is his name? What is the son's name? You see, understand these things because there, there is a tripping up that is going on in the world. And I'm, I'm going to read something out of, I'm, I'm doing this because I want to read this because I want, we have to be very sure of what we believe and what we're teaching. And if you don't understand and know the commandments, which are our covenant, see, those, those, those are, are, are what keep us in covenant with our Father, which keep us close to him. When I say covenant, I'm talking about keeping us in close proximity to the Father by obeying his commandments, which is our covenant, okay? That was last week. So I'm going to read something for you out of the Sefer. I'm going to start with the book of Jasher. If you have a Sefer, uh, you'll go to Jasher 3 and 26. And I'm going to read this, okay? Like I said, I'm not going to teach you. I'm going to let the books teach you. This is important for you to know that people that, and I'm saying it because last week, and, and, and I always go back to the fact that when I tell you that people say you don't need the Torah, run away from them, all right? So in the book of Jasher, um, chapter 3, verse 26, which is on page, in my Sefer, it says on page 
297. It says, and he taught them, this is talking about Enoch. Okay, I'm talking about Enoch right now. In the book of Joshua, he's talking about the man Enoch. He says, and he taught them wisdom and knowledge, okay, and gave them instruction. And he reproved them just like Moses does. He reproves, and just like you should, he reproves any prophet of the father is going to reprove you, okay, of certain things. He says, uh, he approved, uh, let's see, let me see here. And he approved them and he placed before them. Remember, this is Enoch. This is before Moses. This is before Noah. This is before them, okay? Before Noah, before Moses. It says, he placed before them statutes and judgments to do upon earth. The earth was created for men. He says, and he says, and he made peace among them. He gave the statutes. He gave us judgments so that so we would live in peace. Okay. And he taught them everlasting life. He taught them everlasting life. Now, in the past, I've said that, that, that Enoch taught everlasting life. Well, here I'm reading it for you in the third chapter where it says, in the manuscript that Enoch taught them eternal, everlasting life. Now, we've been told that everlasting life didn't come into the New Testament, but it was always being taught. Before the flood, it was taught. From the beginning, the Torah was in force and being taught. Okay, he says, uh, and, and he says, and he dwelt with them, sometimes teaching them all these things. The principles that we're seeing throughout scripture is just a repeat. It's a repetition of history. All right? It's a repetition of history. Now, I read that thing in the beginning about the one living because I read that out of the Book of the Dead. The Egyptian Book of the Dead is where I read that from. The Egyptian, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. And it talks about a creator and a giver of life and all that. This book of the dead was before Moses, before that time, but they always talked about it. So it's it's important that you understand who the father is, because in the major religions and everywhere you go, they're going to talk about a God and how he created the world. And, and they have the same stories because they all got the same teachings. When, when it, it's when, funny you say that, Rabbi, because even with uh, them bringing it back in the schools, there was a man on there, and he, of course, he hit his face. He says, "I don't want my kid walking past that sign and seeing it." But they and they said, "Well, this is for everyone. God, some people believe in something. Everybody believes in something, which is a God." So when you say, "Well, what God are you serving?" You're right, because they even said that on the news. Yeah, which so God? Said, yeah, yeah. Which, which one are you serving? Yeah, yeah. And that's important. We have to know that, right? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob this is the God that we serve. The God who delivered the children of Israel out of Mitzrayim, the house of bondage. And he's delivering Israel today. If we would listen and obey, he has never changed. His methods have never changed. He is the same forever. You have to know that. Mm -hmm. Anybody that takes you away from the foundational teachings is working from the other side or 
just don't understand, have not had any understanding, have been taught in the world system and have not looked outside the world system. Look at the, you know, and and and, and look at look at this thing how we we watch these other people prosper. And, and they live in a certain way. And you say, well, they are such a blessed people. They're God's chosen people. And, and all they're doing is following the Torah and teaching their children the Torah, just like it says in the Torah. They're doing it. And because of that, as a people, they're prosperous. And the whole world says that these are God's chosen people because they're following the Torah. They wear their kippah, they wear their zizi, and they walk around, some in black hats, some in, you know, most, most all in black hats, big hats, small hats. But they walk around like that, you know. But here it is, the children of the Most High, the children of Jacob, are saying that they, the other people are the blessed people. Because there is a, a screen up. There was a screen up for 2,000 years. There was a screen up. And we could see the Torah being exemplified and lived out. But we're saying we can't get to it because they are the chosen people. We were conditioned to believe that. The world has been conditioned to believe that. But the 2,000 years mm -hmm. has passed. The it's screen is out of the way. It's up to us to go in and enjoy the food so that we can live. It's there. Don't die and the food is all around you. What you need, the nourishment you need is all around you. Don't die because of, of, of you know, I, of course, this world system doesn't want you to know. Mm. And they continue to, the adversary, that's the fight. The world system trying to keep you from knowing who you are. And the, Torah the, says, the Torah says that the Lord watches over that land. That's mm -hmm. our land. And he said, you don't even have to water it. He said, I'll make it rain. So you don't even have to get out and, and water the land. I'll make it rain for those crops to, to produce the manna for you. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let me move to another spot here. I'm going back to Enoch. This is the book of Enoch now. Chapter 45. All right. Uh, I wanted to start at verse uh, verse 3, but I'm going to go ahead and start at the first verse and just and read that. Um, it says, um, and this is one of Enoch's teachings. It says, um, the second, the parable, the second respecting these who deny the name of the habitation of the holy ones and of Ye Yahuwah Sabaoth. That's why I like the, that's why I like the, uh, one of the reasons why I like the, uh, the Sephir. Mm -hmm. because it gives you the name, right? You can read it right out. People have told us, you know, the, the people say you're not supposed to say the name, but nowhere in the scripture does it say don't say the name. It says don't carry it in vain. Don't use it in false oath. Mm -hmm. right? But you have to tell the people what God you're serving. You have to let them know this is the God that I serve, and you have to know his name. You have to know his name. Not only do we call him Lord, but we call him by his name. Yeah, in prayer, we call him by his name, right? When you're reading the scripture, you can call the name if you're reading it out of the scripture. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, you may not pronounce it per perfectly, but that's okay. Because when you have children and they're learning to talk, they don't talk perfectly. They don't speak. Look now, listen to me now. I'm not speaking perfectly now. 
But our father understands. He knows. He knows where we are. Mm -hmm. And he smiles because that's my child learning how to talk. See? So don't be afraid. Right? I'm taking that, I'm taking that off right now, right? I'm taking that off right now. See. Mm -hmm. We've been told don't use the name, but the scripture never says they said don't carry it in false oaths. All right. Now it says, heaven, uh, okay, heaven, they shall not ascend, nor shall they come on the earth. We, we're going to have a discussion on the heaven thing, right? Right. We, we, <laughs> we get back. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This shall be the, the portion of sinners who deny the name of Yeshua. It says that sinners are not going to heaven. All right. So you can tell Jerry, I'm on his side today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but just understand you're not going to heaven to stay. You're coming back to earth. <laughs> now, brother, I know I know you're gonna get it. I he, want to get he, he lurking it. around somewhere. Yeah, he's around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and who are thus reserved for the day of punishment and of affliction. In that day shall the elect one sit upon the throne of glory. Listen at that. The elect one. Who is that? Does anybody know his name? What is his son? What is Huh? Okay, it says the elect one. Now, along with that, not only is there an elect one, but there's in what? An elect people. That's us. Called the children of Jacob or Yisrael. Okay. His you have to remember son. that. So whenever it's talking about the Mashiach, it's also talking about who? The rest of us. All right. And it says, and shall choose their condition and countless habitations while their spirits within them shall be strengthened when they uh, when they behold my elect one. Again, when we see Mashiach, we're going to be strengthened, right? It says, for those who have fled for the protect for protection to my holy and glorious name. Listen, the name, if you don't know the name, where are you going to run to? Who are you praying to? Now, verse four, where I was going to. In that day, I will cause my elect one to dwell in the midst of them. See, there's a time coming when the elect one is going to come. When the Messiah is going to come and dwell amongst us. All right? Okay. And it says, and it says we'll change the heaven and we'll bless it and illuminate it forever. Okay? I will also change the earth will bless it and cause those who I have elected to dwell upon it. You're going to heaven, but you're doing what? Coming back. Coming back. Now, remember what I read in the book of, 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 of on the, the book of the dead? It says something about the resurrection too. All right? But here, again, they all most have the same stories. But we have to understand that our Torah is based upon 613 commandments, not on the fables, not on the stories, but on the commandments. Say the 10 commandments, not the 613, but say 10 commandments. It's based upon those 10 commandments given on the mount. It, you know, so that's what we base it on. The 613, there are 613 commandments, but they're there, right? And we live by them. But most of those commandments are for in the land and when the temple is standing. But the 10, as we said previously, of wherever you live, you can abide by the 10 commandments, okay? That sets us apart from the rest of the world. Now, let me move over again. 
I think um, this is a, uh, uh, let me go to 291. I'm still in Enoch. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Let me see here. So, so people are not confused. We are Messianic Jews. We're Hebrew Israelites. We're Messianic Jews. I know sometimes this can be confusing. Yeah. And um, I know Jerry gets on and disputes some things. So some, some of these things, I do have some questions. And I'm going to hope my questions for now and come back because you shouldn't try to dispute nothing if you haven't done your homework. Yeah. So I'm going to do some homework on some things and ask some questions that I know you all have too. And I have some too, because I'm a baby at this yeah. and rabbi's doing his job. He's protecting his Torah. He's giving us the word I have. I'm, I'm reading off the Sefer and it says exactly what he, but I have some questions about this too. And I'm going to come back to it. Okay. Good. Cause you should have questions. But I have to do my homework first. Don't come running your mouth if you ain't if you haven't done your homework. So I'm gonna do some homework on this. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, and that's a it's important to to tell you where I'm reading from, so you can mm -hmm. if you don't have a, a sefer, if you don't have one, you should get one. Um, or you can you know you don't have to have the sefer, but you can get the 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 books that are in the Ethiopian Bible. If you have the Ethiopian Bible, it has these books in them. Okay. Well, it gives you more of the books. It has the Enoch, and after that is is Jasher, yeah, uh, and Joshua, and, and all these books here. Yeah. So you have to what read and study to show yourself approved. Yeah. Okay. So if you can't so, follow it, you don't know what he's talking about. You need to get the sefer and start reading it for yourself because you can't take the rabbi word, you can't take the preacher's word. You can't. You have to study these things for yourself and then teach them for your children. Yeah. They've given it, but still you need to study it. Yeah. And that's where we've gone wrong all along. We'd be in there, hallelujah, listening to all the preachers uh praising the, the white, cracked out looking Jesus on the cross, and we ain't study. We don't know anything. We just mm -hmm. listen. And and they bank on that, that we're not gonna read, that we're not gonna study and do and be critical thinkers. Mm-hmm. Critical thinkers. Over but the there. gig is up. Reason it out. Yeah. The gig is up. Yeah. They never intended for us to be able to read and have a book. They so, wanted us to be cattle the rest of our lives. But yeah. Yahweh. So okay. So let me go over to Enoch, chapter one hundred four. This is on page two ninety one. Um, and we this is a review, basically just like Moses is reviewing in in the book of of Devarim, I'm reviewing right now. That's all I'm doing. I'm following Moses' footsteps by reviewing things that you already know that you've already been exposed to. I'm just redoing it again, okay? So in this <clears throat> chapter 104 of Enoch, page 291 in my sefer. Mine is 374, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because my, you know, different versions, they make some changes. You, you probably have the one when they first made them. Yeah, it's a big one. It's fact. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big one. Okay. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So um I'm gonna start at verse seven and read down to verse twelve. Tw verse twelve is my principal verse that I want to I want you to, to get. Okay. But I'm gonna start at, at um verse seven. Remember on the Sabbath day that the uh the the priest would read to the children of Israel out of the scrolls. 
So I try to follow that as much as I can, reading from the scrolls. And again, the people had questions. And that's why we came up with the Mishnah, right? And the Mishnah Torah to answer some of those questions. So, um, so uh, Code Easter, you're falling right in line with our forefathers. That's why we have the Mishnah and the Mishnah Torah. Okay. It says, verse seven, now will I point out a mystery. Many sinners shall tell, turn, and transgress against the word of uprightness. They shall speak evil things. They shall utter falsehood and create a great creation and compose suffering in their own words. Okay. So a lot of these people, you have they, these people that call themselves writers and they, they've written these books. And like these, the Mormons have their own Bibles and different people have their own Bibles. But we're supposed to go back to the form of the, the 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 manuscripts as much as we can from Moses, right? Through that line is where we follow. We follow the line of Moshe Rabbeinu of Blessed Memory. That's what we follow, right? And, and if you follow that, again, you won't go wrong when you go and begin to realize who the Messiah is, because at that point you'll realize that he is not your God. He is the Messiah. He is there. Let me just go ahead and read. Let me just go ahead and read. Okay. And compose Sephirim in their own words. But when they shall write all my words correctly in their own languages, they shall neither change or diminish them, but shall write them all correctly. All which from the first I have uttered concerning them. So even though they write their own books, when it comes to the Torah, the scrolls, they will not deviate from the scrolls. We find this in a people on earth today. Okay. It's true. And it is happening and we're seeing it today. Many of us don't recognize it. But when you are well versed in the Torah, you can understand it. That's why we say stay with the commandments. Make the commandments is the Torah that we are to follow. Because if you're not careful, these other people have written their own books. And when you get outside of the Torah, outside of the scrolls, then you start finding out that, wait a minute, they're not talking about the same God. See, It says, and another mystery also I point out, to the righteous and the wise shall be given suffering of joy and of integrity and of great wisdom. To them shall, the, shall suffering be given in which they shall believe. All in which shall rejoice and all the righteous shall be rewarded who from uh from these shall acquire the knowledge of every upright path the upright path is talked about is based upon the torah how when you make a mistake how to get back in line with the word with the covenant okay he said in those days shall yahuwah In those days, says Yahuwah, they shall call to the children of the earth and make them listen to their wisdom. See, if you're Israel, if you are of the children of Yaakov, our abode is in the heavens. But we're here on the earth. He says, through Abraham shall all nations of the earth be blessed. So through the lineage coming from Abraham Abino, and more importantly, through Yaakov, the 12 tribes, 
We are the blessing to the earth. Okay. We give the earth wisdom and they have prospered. The world has prospered from our wisdom. Except for us. Because we rebel. So we're seeing the world prosper from our teachings, from our books, from our Torah, from our science. All of that. All right. Everything. Like, uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Lisa said, all of our inventions, we never got credit for them. So be aware of that. He says, show them that they are their lead. She says, show them that they, they, they are their leaders and that the renumeration shall take place over the whole earth. Now, the renumeration, again, things are going to be set in order. The whole earth is going to be set in order. Now, this is what I wanted to get. This is the verse 12 that I wanted to get to. And here it says, for I and my son, listen, I and my son will forever hold communion with them in the paths of uprightness while they are still alive. Peace shall be yours. Rejoice, children of integrity, in the truth. I and my son, not only talking about Yeshua Mashiach, but he says, Israel is my first son. So you have when we're looking at it, we have to understand that he's not only just talking about Yeshua, he's also talking about the children of Israel and that he is going. Now, again, for all of you, and I, you know, I don't, I'm not putting you down for it. Okay, I, I can't. I can't put you down for it. All of you that are saying that Jesus is God, I read it from the book. I'm reading it from the book. Okay, this is not me. I mean, if it, but I and my son, God is speaking. He says, I'm coming. And my son will, will forever hold communion with them in the paths of uprightness and righteousness. I and my son. All right, understand that. So I want you to have a great, a, a right understanding. Now, for some of you, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying Yeshua is not Mashiach. What I'm saying is Yeshua is not God. All right? That's what I'm saying. I'm making it plain. So if you're saying Jesus is God, you are breaking the first commandment. I'm the God that brought you out of Egypt. You should have no other God before me. He says here, I and my son, making a distinguishing a distinguishment between the two. Yeshua himself says, my father. I have to do this over and over again because the same way that they beat it into you, that he is God, I have to do the same thing. I have to counter it. With the word of truth, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Walk in Mashiach. Accept Yeshua as Mashiach. Do that. Obey his teachings. You know, he. if you're not doing it on the Sabbath day, you're not obeying his teachings. If you're not observing this, this listen, let me just do it this way. This, let, let's do it this way. I'm the God of Israel. 
I delivered Israel from the house of bondage in Egypt. You shall have no other God before me. You shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain or in, in false oath. Okay? You're not, you shall not create an image of anything in heaven and in earth or beneath the earth to bow down and worship. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Remember, I'm going to say this again. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor your father and your mother, which is the command with promise. Do not commit murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. And do not covet anything that belongs to your neighbor. These are the 10 words that tie us to and attach us to the covenant between Abraham and the Father. These are the commandments that Yeshua HaMashiach came to reestablish because we broke them. Just as Moses broke the Ten Commandments because the children of Israel had broken them and, and, and worshiped the golden calf, same thing Yeshua came back to put them back in place to give you an opportunity to come back to the covenant, to operate in the covenant. It's so simple. It's so simple. But I have to do this over and over again to break down this conditioning that we've been into. Oh, you got to have it over and you read it for yourself. I and my father, I and my son, I and my son, I and my son will come and have communion. The communion is going to be on the Sabbath day. He's going to commune with it all the time. But on the Sabbath day, it's a special day. It's a very special day for all of us to come together and to have, uh, you know, a festive meal together on the Torah. The festive meal is the Torah. You see, there's more I want to teach on the, on the righteousness, what he talked about righteousness, the children of righteousness, because that's what it's all about. You know, Enoch taught righteousness. He taught eternal life. And in, in this in the scrolls again, if Enoch is talking about Enoch is Enoch is talking about the Messiah. Enoch is talking about the Son. He's also talking about the other children, his sons and daughters. That's you and I. This is important for you to understand and know it. This is important. You have to understand your place in the king in the in the in the kingdom. Understand how to operate in the kingdom. All these things are written for us. And again, you don't have to worry about if they're telling you the truth. You know, you know, you know it says here, when they write the scrolls, when they write the Torah, it's going to be just as it's supposed to be written. See? But what they have done is left out many things. Mm -hmm. But what's in there is enough for you to get the truth. See? Search out the truth. Is that the scrolls are there? All the scrolls are available for us today. They've got them in England. They've got them in the Vatican. They've hidden books that they took out of Ethiopia and took up in there, and they, and 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 all these volumes of of manuscripts in in the in the museum in England and all those places. You go in there if you and 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 uh, Minister Griff, as, as he's studying Hebrew, he'll be able to go over to England and look at some of the old, expect, but they're going to be written. I, I must say this, when you get there, they're going to be written in Paleo Hebrew, Pictorial Hebrew. So you have to learn that to go along with it. So you can actually read the scrolls you know, and see 
um, where they've changed the name. And, and, and they didn't change the name. They just eliminate the name. They put down Lord instead of saying the name, Yahuwah. You see? But we know the name. It's in, it's in the scroll. We have been told by tradition, by the other people, that you're not supposed to say the name. You know? And unfortunately, a lot of us that are in Israel uh, have adopted that. And, and I am, you know, but we, we have to know and stop. And that's because we follow those teachings. But the truth is, the scripture does not. It just says, do not carry the name in vain or in false oaths. Don't lie. And live your life to uphold the Torah. That's what it's talking about, upholding it. And, and what you say, let your let your oath stand, with your, let your word stand. Those things are important for us because that's how we live in the covenant. That's our integrity. That's our wisdom. And that, you know, that's our, our knowledge. That's what it's based on. And so um, that's as far as I'm going to go today. I don't want to give you too much today. It's already 1230 anyway. I'm over time. <laughs> but but I want to stop there. And, and if you questions, any question, I try to make it as simple as possible. Okay. Thank you for that word, Rabbi Avshalom. Anyone have any questions for him? Anyone have any questions? As I stated before, I, I'm going to have some questions, but I'm going to study some things and, and dig. And um, when you study and, and you dig, God, he, he's the light. He's going to show you, right? He yeah. said, speak and you'll find. Knock, right? He's gonna, he'll be at the door. And so the more you dig, the more you'll learn, the more you'll come into the light and the more you'll be able to teach your generation and your family about our Yahshua and our Yahweh. Yeah. Remember this also. I'm passing the torch over to, to uh <laughs> Murray Griff. <laughs> I'm passing the torch to him, getting him prepared. You gotta be prepared. All right. We we pray that he uh gets the job and he I can he guarantee, I guarantee this he's gonna take it to a different level, a higher level. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's been he's been born for such a this purpose. I think amen. It's amen, Rabbi. I, I'm just I'm I'm listening and soaking it up so I can stand on the shoulders of giants. There's a lot of giants out there. <laughs> you can do it. You so, can do it. You know, pun intended for this uh for the Pacific Parashot where we had the giants. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's how it's supposed to be. Each generation as you pass the torch gets stronger and stronger and more knowledgeable. And so that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be greater than your teacher. If you're yeah. a good teacher, your student's gonna be greater than you. Yeah, and you know, I I taught Griff as much as I could go, as far as I can take him, and he's he taught me. He came yeah. back and taught me, and that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's the Joshua generation. Remember, remember Moses left the tent, but Joshua stayed in the tent, so Joshua was getting some stuff. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, even Moses didn't get it; he got it. So, and he was able to lead him in. He took him in, and he let him in. Mm -hmm. okay uh minister daniel if you'll go ahead and do the closing prayer for us please hallelujah thank you we appreciate this opportunity to come before you this day father to study your word and once again get in line with your torah that our walk will be perfect before you as we seek to please you in all that we do father so we thank you for the rabbi speaking to us, we thank you for the exchange that took place 
and may it do that which you set forth for it to do, that the heroes would not only hear, but also be doers of your word, yeah. So we give you thanks, we give you praise for this opportunity and recognize you as King and Lord of our lives. In your holy name we pray, Father. Amen. 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 Thank you for that beautiful prayer, Minister Daniel. We thank you all for tuning in. Um, we pray that you continue to fight. We pray that you continue to fight for your families. We pray that you continue to fight for your people, your marriages, your uh, generational wealth, your health. Continue to fight. Get up every morning expecting to be a blessing or receive a blessing. That's how you fight. Look to the east for which cometh your help. Read your Torah. That's how you fight. Keep the Sabbath day holy. We got our New Year's coming up on September 25th, our Rosh Hashanah. That's how you fight. Then you got a 10-day of atonement. And then you go on a fast for your atonement, which is uh, our Yom Kippur, October 4th through the 5th. That's how you fight. That's how you fight. Get on one accord. Then that spirit's going to come upon us. When all of us line up, that's how we fight. It's not physical. Sometimes it may be, but it's a spiritual warfare that's going on right now. That's how you move forward. The awakening, our identity, and moving forward. The Hebrew congregation of Houston, that's what we're about. Teaching who we are, where we come from, and how we're going to move forward. We love you. Uh, we pray that you share our episode. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to send me a message. Uh, leave your email address. Come on. Be a part of the Hebrew congregation. We welcome you. If you have some questions, come on. We're not intimidated. Come on and ask the questions. We love you, and we'll see you next Saturday. Shalom. 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 Shalom.